0: Once again, welcome to the Film Joint. Film Joint, if you don't know, Film Joint is a platform that uh, is uh, the vision is to help young filmmakers uh, become you know the best that they can be, giving you know knowledge and giving them the right tools. And that's uh, one of our visions. And but uh, in a more specific term, we. Pre- Help uh, filmmakers, you know, premiere their movies, um, promote their movies, and also help distribute their movies, specifically short films, not uh, feature films, because we feel, I think we already have a lot of
1: distributors
0: and people that can really help with that. But I think as young filmmakers, one of the things that uh, we need, or we, 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 one of the things that we do uh, is short films and. We believe that short films are, are very powerful, and as young filmmakers, where we do short films, we do not get the right platforms to actually promote or even you know make our movies known. Uh, so, but for for us, we think that it's important that we actually encourage uh, uh, filmmakers, and and this platform also is one of the ways in which we. Help. We try to help and uh, have uh, discussions like this. So we have uh, this discussion every Friday, 7 p.m. and you know we just we just kind of hang out and have civil uh, discussions. No no arguments and no violence. Uh, I had when I posted uh, this. Someone someone sent me a name and you know switching from peace to violence, and I said, no, no, we're not doing violence today, we are staying with peace. So directors versus screenwriters, the cold war, that is the topic for today. Uh, uh, My name is Don Interkinbergs, and I'm the co-host for this space. I'm co-hosting with Benga Adeoti, and today we have a very special guest. With us. The person we have with us is uh, a creative and content director, creative thinker, art director, multimedia artist, film music composer, documentary filmmaker, AV editor, motion designer, musician, storyteller, copywriter. Entrepreneur and creative adventure seeker, so you can see that we have you know, all I put in a superstar multi talented person with us uh, is none other than um, Mr. Obina Okiri K. I Ocha. I hope you know more. I hope I didn't bother that I didn't know why I always have issues with pronouncing. Um, Mister um, Obina. Please, can you just uh, signify this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got I I, no, no. It's I, I was, you know, when you were when you were saying all that, I was wondering, is this, is this me you're talking about? <laughs> okay, <I'm, laughs> it's, 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 yeah, I was like, okay, I'm not
2: sure this is me, but uh, but thank you very much. <laughs> you didn't do badly on the name yet. So, um, since, yeah, all primary, right, all right. since primary school, people have been coming to my name from Rasia Shang, so <laughs> it must be matcha and cutlasses, slicing Will you be resurrected? <laughs> and that's why it's, it's omissive. You cannot miss my name, and that's why, you know, it's, there's only I, I haven't met any other person that has my name. So, anywhere you see it's it's the ball, you will you recognize
0: So, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, all right, you. thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Opener. Um Before we um, selected the topic, uh, 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 chose the topic for today, we initially wanted to have. I mean, usually we have two speakers, and with the topic, you'd see you know directors versus screenwriters. So we wanted someone, you know, a screenwriter that you know will go head on uh, with Mr. Opie and, you know, there's blood everywhere, I don't know where it's because my blood, you know, and we, we battled it out, but uh, we, some issues happened and we couldn't get someone else, but at this point, I, I would like to say that I'm a writer, and you know, for those that don't you know, I'm a writer, I'm a screenwriter, and maybe I'll be the one doing the battle, maybe I'll be the one, you know, representing screenwriters all around the world, you know, today, you know, we take a stand. <laughs> so, but um moving on as quickly as possible. I just like to, you know, start off with uh, our know, life. It something, something light. <laughs> you know, you know. I don't want to get into like major questions, but I just ask Mr. like, how has your journey been in filmmaking? I know, you know, um, your journey has been like. From different aspects, I know you. you, I think you're the brand program manager for Tony Melu Foundation and all, all different things. But you know, in terms of filmmaking and your journey, how has it been? And how you know why did you go in this route? You know, as a director. Okay, thank you very much.
2: Um... Yeah, I mean, yeah I, 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 yeah, I get asked a lot about my journey as a creative, and it's quite interesting. So, I, I, I grew up in the house of creatives. My grandfather was a photographer in the 50s and um, 50s, 40s and 50s, um, and um, yeah, this is way before the Civil War. My, my father, after him... Um, um, went to school, trained as an illustrator and um, you know ad director from the famous College of Tech in in, uh, in finishing the 70s and went on to become um, to work in Nigeria's foremost ad agency at the time, Lintas Lagos. And um, you know for, for anybody who for people who understand you know what advertising used to be back in the 70s and 80s when there was no Photoshop or computers, if you didn't have the talent. Didn't know how to draw. If you didn't know how to illustrate, if you didn't know how to visualize, you couldn't be. You couldn't work in advertising as a creative. So the, only the talented people were working. And back in the day, if you were really good and you excelled at your job, you would essentially be given a job. So I mean, right after school in 1975, he had two appointments. One for OBM, you he would be benching at Meta and Lintas, and he chose to work at Lintas. So growing up as a kid. All I wanted to do was work in advertising. So I after my school, after university, um, I went on to work in I school. I read finance. I went read, read finance in management. So I'm actually a consummate artist It's something I I I purposely pursued, you know, um, after being like as a kid being the best ad student in primary school and all that. So it was a purposeful pursuit of, you know, just following in one's vision and, and passion, you know. So I, after school, I I, I walked in an ad I walked in an agency, and I went to work in Lintas as a second generation person for my family. So you know I've had an interesting. So after I, I I've done advertising for what um, about three and a half years, and I was like four years, and I was like okay, I need to I need to focus on what ne- what's next for me. And for me, I'm somebody who's who is always passionate about what the next step is creatively and, and that's what pretty much led me to working in television. I worked in NN twenty four. I worked with the um, I worked there which was supposed to be Nigeria's foremost twenty four hours news channel. And it was
1: sort of like a revolution because it was something that was completely different from what people had seen. The twenty
2: four hours news channel that was utilizing the full range of technology. We're using the same technology that CNN After Zero is using and it became a case study for a lot of people. I can tell you that when we started NN24 in t- between 2009 and, and 2012, we were pretty much the, the template for uh, people like Ebony Life starting a channel. You know, a template for so many people who, who felt that, you know, we haven't seen this kind of thing in, on the shores of Africa before. But unfortunately, with businesses like that, um, you know it's capital intensive and it, we pretty much didn't see the life today but i mean i had a team so i was team lead broadcast design branding and i had a team of really really talented people people like muhammad atar people like and my colleagues at n24 are people who are very much well known in the media space because we we're trained by xabc XBBC, x cnn uh, people back in the day for like four months where we set up a mock newsroom so people like Kimbalo, your channel to be my colleague Muhammad Atta who's become a world class um, you know world class winning PP, was in my team at the time people like Van Beta Hood now creative director of Red TV and a bunch of other really you know great people um, who have gone on to work for TVC channels the BBC so it was, a, it was like 100 people that pretty much you know, try to do something audacious within the 24 hours news channel. Anyway, so fast forward, um, um, so that's pretty much my foray into film and television, and I sort of found myself working for Mr. Miller, working in his foundation as a brand programs manager, working as an audiovisual manager. Then we started, um, so T V was, was a pioneer channel in the banking space, um, and they were sort of sort of you know, being Craig Craig is here, is my very good friend, you know, they were pioneers anyway and they had they were pretty much in the forefront of um, you know, the financial institutions pretty much running content production channels. Um so Red T V sort of started in twenty fifteen. You know, I was I was um, instrumental to that and in that space um you know i played i played several, i played several roles you know apart from being an executive producer and a producer I also directed some content um worked as an associate producer for I mean, the famous men's club assistant madame um, uh my best friends wing and a bunch of other shows that a lot mm. of become that became the staple you know of online tv in nigeria so
1: um
2: so and in a nutshell that's really my journey and um and up until now, um, um, so I, I, I know I'm no longer at Red TV. I'm now, you know, I, I head content for a, you know, a very thriving African uh, business, but, uh, business financial institution called MoneyPoint. So I'm working. So by I me, mean, what I do is pretty much themed around concept curation, concept development and concept, concept um, content creation, content, um, you know, execution as well. So it's been a great journey. Uh, I'm really thankful to do what I love. I love, film and, I love film and television and content creation and it's a, it's a huge part of of you know of, of how I see life right, you know because I feel that to a large extent I feel that you know art imitates life and that's something that we should take seriously because it has a part to forge society to give us a sense of belonging to give us a sense of being if you like you know so, so yeah so yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah 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 I can see that you really touched on a lot of Different aspects of you know content creation, and uh, in fact, uh, I would say that you see, I, I I envy you in a way because I mean the knowledge that you would have gained by right now. But um, so uh, for those that just joining us, uh, we have the topic is Cold War you know, directors versus screenwriters. Uh, please follow us. Um, you can tweet you know your comments, whatever it is that is on your mind uh, By uh, before the end of the space we are going to like uh, allow people to you know ask questions or give comments or, or whatever so um so now to start off the discussion proper you know and so that we are all on the same page you just um ask you know what you know is the role of a director and what is the i mean it, it's it feels like a given, it feels like something everybody should know but when we crafted this topic and we put the cold war we we understood, I personally understood because the reason why it's a cold war is not because uh, it's like open, but we just deep down, I think I can speak for at least a lot of writers I have a lot of director friends too but I can speak for a lot of writers, there's always this this feeling of or you know, this beef so but what what is what would you say is the role of, of the director what is the role of the screenwriter just uh, in simple terms
2: okay thank you very much um, I think you know uh, to a large extent um, this is a very important subject so and, and it's good that we are discussing it because these are two these are two monumental pivotal uh, aspects of filmmaking and cinema uh, without yeah. which we don't really have anything, because you know these are pretty much the two, the two building blocks or the two you know layers of foundation that make any film. So, so to start, first of all, um, who's a screenwriter? Screenwriter is the person who actually writes a screenplay. The screenplay is what essentially is the blueprint for a film, the story. Um, and the screenplay essentially is about what the story is about the characters involved, the dialogue and what will be said, the exchange between characters in the film. It also contains the plot points. It contains the story arc, you know, um, essentially. So, you know, of course, the qualities of a screenplay should, you know, what, what should a screenplay have? You have a beginning, a middle and an end, a concise story. Now, a screenwriter can come, come up with a story and that is completely, you know, um, that is completely new or never been seen before. He conceives this idea, you know, puts up it together a synopsis, then starts to, you know, um, goes on to write a screenplay of a, of a brand new story. There's also what we call adapted screenplay, which is a publisher has published a book and that book has been in circulation published, then a screenwriter takes it and adapts it for screenplay so that that story is broken down in such a way that it can be shot as a movie. That's what we call adapted screenplay. Now, um, once that is done, um, you know, we have a script, right? We have a script, we have a screenplay that's ready to be shot, that's ready to be produced. So now the producer can, you know, get a writer for hire and say, okay, um, uh, you know, Benga, you a screenwriter for this thing, I would like to buy the script off of you, I would like us to work together. So the terms are completely different because no, uh, no, 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 it's business at the end of the day. So the, how, however, how that transaction is done is, is completely situational. So you can decide to buy it outrightly from the screenwriter. You can decide to go into some sort of partnership or agreement. Now, you have that script. Now, you find a competent director who can bring this screenplay to life. Now, so what does what's the job of a director? The job of a director simply is to bring that story to life. When you look at a screen at the end of the day, that, whatever is in the middle of that screen, whatever that screen shows you is the director's vision of the screenplay. Now, a di- a good director's job is to take a look at the screenplay and say, okay, um, this is what the screenwriter said. But this is how I will interpret what is going on in these lines and bring it to the audience based on his experience, based on his skill, based on a, a myriad of other factors that you know he has picked up along the way in the course of his career. Now, in if you look at the larger world of cinema, you find that certain directors you have their imprint on your film. So you see like a Wes Anderson, you would see very, very, very large white shots, and you place the you, you know you place the human elements are like almost like one, one like one sixteenth, a so very, very tiny portions, and that's how he sets up his white shots. You see that all, and they're mostly mostly in four by three, uh, you know. So that's a Wes Anderson shot, you know, that kind of thing. You know, you see um, you see um, directors like a Michael Bay, saturated colors, the camera is constantly moving, it doesn't stop, slow motion, it's. Dutch angle shots, you know. This is how this director likes to direct, you know. So I don't know. If they, directors are like musicians, you know. They have their own imprint on how a film turns out, you know, how it looks on screen. It's kind of like, you know, I was speaking on one feature film and I said, you know, you know, the sound, you know, for instance. Have let, let me use this. Let me use the genre of music, you know. like Afro is kind of like everybody was almost on the same, but we have different beats and different, but same beat but different. But let me use something like jazz for instance. Now, you can have 10 guitar players, you can have um, you can have George Benson, you can have Norman Brown, you can have Chuck Leo. Now, they're all playing guitar, but when you hear Chuck Leo, you he has a certain tone. When you hear Norman Brown, he has a certain tone now. That is what establishes them as individuals and as professionals. The fact that we are able to figure out who they are, what they sound like, and that same thing that happens with directors. When you see a Tarantino picture, you, can, oh, you see a Stanley Kubrick, you see the yeah, you see a Spielberg. You can, just looking at the frame, you can tell this is a this is a Spielberg picture. And the truth is, I'm going to say this. I, I, I'm not going to say that one is more important than the other.
0: They need they need to coexist. You know, successfully. Let's record this. Let's record this <laughs> yeah, to
2: successfully. Now, but here's the thing, right? When you see, um, you see a big picture, or any any movie, you see a film by, is surely the name of the director, or not the name of the writer. There's a reason for that because what comes in, like I said, what eventually makes it to the cutting table and what we eventually get together and you know on the streaming platform or the cinema is this. Director's vision. That's why it's a film by David Cameron, a film by Steven Spielberg. That's the reason why, because at the end of the day, the director is ultimately responsible for the vision of the screenplay. Now, we can argue about the director not represent, like for instance, for, for, for those who are, who are into comic books and comic book folklore and you know, and then um, mm. comic books and you know, stuff like that. I mean, I mean I grew up reading a lot of Batman, Superman and Green Lantern and all that stuff and all that stuff. And mm. maybe the Now when you don't see the source material, you say, know, Oh my goodness, why hasn't why has not why is he not wearing a blue light blue suit? Why is he doing that? You know? We say, well it's not saying the source material. Now, directors have creative license. Now the, the truth about it is that all of this is supposed to enhance storytelling. But the problem is is that sometimes directors overcompensate the overextend you know, because mm. that they, uh, they have artistic license, what
3: tends to happen is that you start to betray
2: what the screenplay is about. You start to, you know, you start to sort of go outside of what the screenplay has talked about, and at the end know the, you know, things don't really fall into place. So I think that, you know, for all intents and purposes, there isn't any um, any entity there as far as we is the other. But I'm going to give you guys, I'm going to give you guys another angle to look at it. Now, if you look at the world of. Um, one of feature films, like you know, we want of feature film. For instance, you know, like a film that happens, let's say, for instance, weeks, you know, Netflix. One of it is one of film. In that case, this is where directors usually shine because they take the script, they interpret the script, they make it their own. They have creative license. They, you know, take the script and pretty much direct it, and it's done, right? So that's a 90 minutes, 120 minutes, whatever it is, feature film happens with short film as well. The director shines but when you come into the other universe of um of, of series where you have serialized content where you have to actually have a writer's room uh, where writers play. i give an example let's say um um um, um the crown everybody I, I i would assume a lot of us have seen the crown or where you um the crown or a bunch of other serialized content let's say breaking bad for instance now In that situation, the writers are king because you have a head writer and you have other writers. They're in the writer's room and they develop that content for years. Now, they develop it into what um, season um, episode one will look like, episode two, you know, stuff like that. Now, they hired different directors. I mean, let's bring it home. Let's look at Blood Sisters, for instance. We had Kenneth Yang and we had the Blessed... um, We had, um, what's his name of Blessed Memory now? Of them, two directors are directing one show. Yes, yeah, I mean, so in the world of serialized content, writers reign supreme because it's about the writer's room and the development for each episode or each season they bring in, so you can see, um, um those big series that we watch, you know, from Hollywood, you know, HBO and all of that stuff, different directors, one director can direct two episodes, sometimes you can even see one director directing one episode and have several directors, but then again, the writers are the ones who are breaking the material. So you see, so, so the point I'm trying to make here is that it's situational, there are areas where directors heroes like you know they, they are the ones mm. who come from like when you have um when you have um you know um feature films short films but when you're not crossing to the other domain of serialized content you not have the writers because at the end of the day it's about, writing. It's about continuity it's about world building it's about character development it's about you know, the nuance, mm. create, the nuance, creating, you know, this, at the end of it, this is what makes it, what, this is why we're so glued to Game of Thrones, because the writers have done a great job in making sure that this world is built. Now, they just get a director, okay, okay, uh, okay we've done a thing, or come and direct this thing for us. And they like, can have like six directors you get. So, I think this is a, this is an interesting way to look at it. and for us to begin to understand that one isn't greater than the other one. A director needs a screenplay by a screenwriter to direct. A screenwriter mm. needs a director. Now we sometimes we now have the you know the unique situation where we have um writer directors. You know like you know both mm-hmm. director and the screenwriter play important roles in the cinema value chain and their contributions are equally critical in shaping the final product. Like for instance in the case of Stanley Kubrick's two thousand and one A space odyssey Kubrick both wrote and directed the film his unique vision you know and storytelling style was a key factor in the success in contrast you have films like the godfather who was by which was written by mario Puzo, apparently and it was a collaborative relationship you know working relationship with francis H. Coppola, in which both contributed to the film's development in this case could be argued that the screenwriter storytelling and character development were just as important as the director's visual style and pacing so there are, there is no one situation fits all it's all situational you understand what i'm saying so i'm not going to leave it for it, leave it at this
0: and um, you know let's let's your yeah, thing. <laughs> i mean i i i think you really really touched on a lot of things and i was, as you were talking i was like okay yeah I was just like taking note, and I said, "Okay, I'm still going to get back to this." You know, but something that really jumped out at me, and I was, I was definitely going to, you know, ask you or we're going to talk about was, you know, when you said, you know, when they do, when we have standalone movies, and uh, you see the film, a film by the directors they put there, and I was just like, yes. Yes, the film by director, you know, you say you say it's, it's the director's vision. I was like, it, my, my own understanding, and this is just also a, um, relating it to also the aspect of you talking about the series and how, you know, the, the, the writers most times reign supreme um, when it comes to series. But my understanding of, of writing and even, you know, directing as how the director picks the script and kind of interprets it. I ask myself that, why does it become a film by the director? Yes, yes, the director, you know, the what we see on screen is actually the vision of the director. Well, when when I write, for example, we kind or of writers kind of direct in our heads and, and when we are writing i think because we are able to kind of picture uh and say oh this is the way i think this thing would go you you know we are doing some form of directing and with that we we feel this um this necessity for the director that picks the script to actually follow through with the vision that the you know the writer had when writing it, in. so what happens most times is that a writer has a vision for how he thinks this thing should be on screen and then the director picks it interprets it does his own vision and then we have a film by you know uh Obina, and the, the writer is like what, what's going on but let's even say it stops there let's even say that oh it's just about a film by this, this is. but we realize that when movies do well uh, because for example last year and I went to Afrif, I realized that they hardly call writers they hardly call them oh the writer of this movie you know let's discuss and I asked myself that why is this so and so really right now I want to ask you, why do you think writers are not giving a, you know, as much recognition as they should? At least in this part of the world, maybe abroad, maybe, but I, I don't think here it's, it's the same. So I'm gonna answer
2: there. Yeah, Thank thanks for that, uh, Don um, I'm gonna yeah. answer this question is like this. Um, you know, it's it's almost like it's almost like a Moral issues as compared to you know a, a, techni- a technical oversight. Um, I know that it's not over it's, it's also a struggle in, in Hollywood. Uh, you know, it's it's always it's always get yeah, yeah, you know. It's almost like it's not a glamorous part of. Um, of of, of, the, of the of the you know filmmaking value chain, so it's, it's always like the, the 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 actors first, then the director, then you know, then start talking about other things. You know, before we even get to writers, it's kind of like saying how teachers are not recognized. And the truth about is all of us will be here without our teachers, right? You know, I mean, the te- Apart from our parents, who were like pretty much our first teachers, you know, the teachers from primary school are the ones who nurtured us, taught us how to pronounce our first words, showed us the alphabet, showed us our first numbers. It's kind of like that, the building blocks, because what is the most important part of this film is the story, and the, 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 the the simstress, or the tailor, or the person, the craftsman who puts that story together is, 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 is is the, is the, is the, is the, is the writer. I can't really say why, but I just feel that it's something around human nature, not necessarily giving credit to where to to, to where credit really is really due. That's where I see it, because you know, and, and I think, but I think it's beginning to change because I feel that I think in America the guilds are beginning to really push for writers recognize them more and, and, and stuff like that because the truth about it is that without writers we'll have no movies and, and that's the truth. So yeah. I really cannot say that this is, this is you know, X or Y is the <laughs> reason but what I know is it's kind of like how life is, you know, people who really deserve recognition. Like, like I give you an example.
0: In Nigeria, we give national awards to people who are, are
2: wealthy and famous anyway. But so, I mean, mm. the, guy, the guy down your street who is always you know, who is always making sure that everybody's house is safe or everybody's car is safe or, you know, who's giving away stuff to help other people that nobody talks about. You know, nobody remembers them, you know, that kind of thing. The traffic warding, who's, who's up by 5 a.m. conducting traffic till like 12, nobody remembers them. Those guys are heroes. So my point is, it's kind of like how, again, I was talking about, you know, um, intimidating life and how it's almost like what life is about when we do not give credit to people deserve it. So... I think that's one way to look at it, you know. I I, I also feel that, you know, um, it's not really something people like to drama write, but I think that we have to figure out the way to do it because writers matter. Screenwriters much because to be honest, I mean look at look at look at uh, R. R. Tolkien. Look at look. I mean, imagine if you know, we really have what we have in lot of we do not have Lord of the Rings. Because at the end of the day, mm. everything you know, look at Tolkien, GR uh, Martin. You look at all these people. Literally, mm. Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, all these things resided in their imagination.
1: And that's why mm-hmm. you we know, talk about Apple Asimov, you know, and, and, and what's that
2: show on um, on um, on um, Apple T V Plus. You know, all these guys, all these words dwell in their heads. I mean, you can imagine up to the point where they develop languages. I mean, that's yeah, why you yeah. mind. You know like like, come on, that's like, you know, and, 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 you know, so at the end of the day, you know, and, 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 and cinema is an extension of writing. It's an extension of, 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 creative writing and, 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 and authoring at the end of the day, because once you read a book, you know, everybody's kind of like, when we read books, right, and these writers, when you read a novel, for instance, you know, all of us. Become directors because you have cleaned those things in your head. Yeah. So yeah, the fact you de facto director, you, know. but you see, you won't be able to do that if you didn't have brilliant writers to actually create those things. So mm-hmm. I, I feel that you know a lot of disservice and, and injustice has been done to writers, and it's high time we start to recognize them. If it's possible to have some sort of award for them and just to recognize the fact that they're doing great, you know. So, I, like I said, I really cannot really put a finger to it, but I feel it's. First of all, I think from a general human level, it's not the most mm. glamorous part of the filmmaking process. Two, mm. I feel like the question of how things imitate life. You know how people who deserve. Recognition and not giving recognition, so those are the two things I would really put as
0: I would postulate as as reasons why you know writers are not giving uh, creative recognition. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Stelbiner. And uh, you know, with everything that you said, I was just you know thinking that I think that's one of the reasons why you know we have a lot of writers becoming directors because you at least see I I don't know maybe maybe it's just me, but I at least see directors you know, try to focus on being writers, but you see a lot of writers even, you know, they're like, ah, I can't take it anymore, I can't take it anymore <laughs> I write my work and I direct it, you know, and so we have a lot of writers becoming yeah, directors, but then you know, we've been talking about, you know giving writers you know, their credit and all, but I just want to point out that, you know, the the importance of, uh, of, of, of both um, uh of both of them, the directors and the writers and uh, as a writer I I always I also had that tendency I was like maybe I just go, have to learn how to direct because I'm not I'm not sure I, I really trust any director to you know to direct my work. I don't know why. We, we always have that issue and I don't know why. But but you know working with um uh, with directors, I realized the importance of, of, of having a director and the importance of having a different perspective to even that script too, that you think you have the best perspective to. You know, you have a script and you think that, oh, this is how it's going to be. This is the best way it's going to be. And then you just give it to a director, it picks that script and, you, you know, it just, you know, it turns it in such a way that you didn't even expect and I think that's the power. That's the power of collaboration. That's the power of having these two people, you know, work work together to actually make film. Because you know, you are uh, one person and you have a particular you know idea, but then you are looking at it from a from an angle. And then you have someone else who's the director who's supposed to speak that script uh, and you know bring it to life and uh, you know interpret the script. So that different perspective is actually what makes, you know, most times that, that's, that's just the truth. You realize that, you know, it's that director itself that that made th- that script the way it is now. And so uh, just, you know, just wanted to put that out there. But then, you know, going back to, you know, the whole idea of directors um, uh, interpreting the script and, you know, you know, bringing out the vision. So I, I, I was then asking myself from some of the things that you said, you know, about the directors' vision and all. Do you think that there should be uh, like some level of restriction to what uh, these directors can do? Because what we were, what I was taught when I was in film school is that when I write, I just write and I leave it, you know, in the hands of God. Literally, like anything that happens to it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that happens to the script, you know, I have to accept it like that. I've written, I've done my part, and I and I just pray, you know. And I always feel like it's weird because sometimes you find out that I've, I've written, I've written scripts where, by the time it comes out, you know, they've removed some scenes or they've done some creative uh, changes, and I'm like, no, no, why, why did you do that? But, can't do anything about it so my question is you know so just using as an example that you know in terms of alteration Mm -hmm. do you think that there should be uh, some limitation to the level of alteration that you know directors um you know have or the, the power do you think that maybe there's a lot of power given to directors
2: yeah, uh, Don, I hear you. and um, hmm, interesting, uh, interesting proposition. <laughs> I, I think that uh, I, I think it's it's really, it, you know, it's really something. You know, it's really how you know the film value chain has worked. It's really how, it's been for quite a while. Um, directors wield a lot of power because you know, when, when you when you when you're on set, you know, the, the direct, apart from the producer, of course, was was put his money down, you know, you know, to to get a project done, the director is, he becomes a director set, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, how that film turns out is really, really up to him, his responsibility to deliver the script, so, I I really don't know about his powers because, and, you know, again, because he has another thing, I don't know... I mean, let me ask you this question. As a writer, are you on set when your
0: screenplay is being directed? Let me ask you that question. Okay, so um, so most times I'm not on set. Most times I'm really not on set. But if I'm on set and um, say, for example, it's a short film, if i'm on set i'm most times uh the script supervisor so uh I, I try to be i just use that to kind of um be on set but then even with that i still don't have any power you know it's just me being there and being design just like you're just dying inside so <laughs> uh, i get it i get it i get
2: it and so I, I think at the end of the um I really cannot speak to um, the reduction of the director's power because at the end of the day, the reason why they command a very large fee or, you know, sizable fee, you know, on the spreadsheet or the producer's spreadsheet is because it's their ultimate responsibility to deliver the screenplay. And let me, let me, now, sound, let me, now, let me now sound like Uncle, Uncle Ben. With great power comes great responsibility, you
1: know. So they have to <laughs> deliver... That script, you know, they have no choice
3: because the producer has put down X amount of money.
2: Probably put his house, you know, put his house down to get a loan, etc. And if that, so you get so the, the the director must have that autonomy, you know, creative autonomy if you like, and you know finality if you like, because I don't know the end of the, the bulk has to stop with somebody, and that's the director, and that's the way it is. Now, maybe, maybe. You know, directors should come to a point where they are able to look at the material, look at your vision, and find a way to do justice to the story. And you know, because then again, like I said, it's, it's, it's so circumstantial and situational. For instance, the story may not be great, and you're working with a director who is brilliant and is looking for ways to make certain things work. You can also it can also be Vice versa, where you have a great script and you have an inexperienced director, and he's making, he's ruining the, the really great story. So, you know, it's, it's a it's a question, it's a fine balance. That's why I say it's a fine balance. You know, if you put it on its scale, one shouldn't outweigh the other. You get know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, somebody needs to be held responsible for delivering that film, and that's why ultimately it makes logical sense for a film to be buy. And that's why you you accredit the delivery of that film to the director because through his vision, his experience, his exposure, his technical abilities, his ability to interpret nuance. And what is, because you see, the game of screenplay is it is about what is being written and what is not written. So you are reading in, to, in between the lines because, you know, sometimes directing is something that's from the gut. You know, like you look at a scene and, you know, the writer said, okay, exterior, um, you know he uh, walks into the frame you know does this does that does that does that but the director can say okay let's flip it you know what if he walks in, what if he walks into the frame as opposed to running into the frame and he does X and when we look at it on the cutting table it looks great you know so I, I think at the end of the day the director's experience and has to come to bear you know that kind of thing and that's why at the end of the day producers producer look for you know would experience people who have delivered projects. That's why you see directors who have successful projects. And what I mean by success? What do we term as success? Commercial success, box office success. It made X Y Z amount of money. It sold so many seats at the at the uh, at the cinema. These days, it's about is your film number one? How many you know from 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 a from a from a, a, a film patrol perspective? Is it trending in countries? Is it top ten in countries? So. so that's why, you know, it's difficult for new time directors to break in and get work. And that's why it seems like certain directors keep getting, I'm talking from a Nollywood perspective now, certain kind of directors keep getting work because it's, the producers judge based on the results to actually select people to work on their project. So it is the nature of the beast. Is it, is it going to change? I don't know, because at the end of the day, like I said, somebody is responsible for delivering that screenplay, and that's the director and nobody else. So. Mm,
0: mm. I mean, you know, with everything you said, I just, I, I also just remember that sometimes when you know the director is responsible for you know the film and all, but you see when when the script or when the film is bad, you see that people fall back to the screenwriters. They fall back to the story. like, ah! Who so wrote this thing? I'm like, Now, eh, now, no, you guys know the right <laughs> So, <Yes. inaudible> mm-hmm. I mean, this, 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 someone was asking the comment in, um, someone asked in the comment section. I was like, okay, so that, I don't know if it's kind of answered this question, but that if the director doesn't, you know, interpret it, um the same way it's written in the script for, say for example maybe that's something that happens the director uses his own creativity and uh, you know maybe the movie is dead back you know, because sometimes what happens is that i've seen screenwriters be like I and mean, that's not what happened that's not the way i wrote it you know i have there are, there are actual examples of movies where when they come out you're know, like I know this person that wrote this thing. I don't think this person will have written it like this. I'm wondering, you know, what happened in between. So, you know what happens when the director's interpretation is different from the writer's idea of the script? You know? I don't know. I, I think I think that question the um um I think it answers itself. I, I think we know the answer.
1: I think he has answered
0: the question. I think I think we know the answer. It's, it's pretty much um, the way the industry is. the industry you know says uh, that let, me, let me also add. and help you. Let me also add this. there are sometimes when
2: um, you know the truth about it is that you know if if you have if you have like ten screenplays you know not all of them are will be great. Um, you can have maybe all good ones, there may be one great one, you know. And the truth about it, that means that a lot of screenplay that you would come across may not be great. There might be plot holes, you know, badly developed characters, you know, Mm. no story art, you know, stuff like that. Now so for some directors who are experienced, some of them rewrite scenes. Mm. You know, they say, Okay, look, okay, write that this the way you've explained this resolve this scene is not really working. Can we do X? So yeah, there are situations where You know, I was speaking to a director, uh, I'm going to mention his name, on a very popular project that is out there and everybody's talking about, and he told me some of the challenges he had and how he had to rewrite some scenes and how he had problems with, you know, so it's possible for you to actually, for the director to actually say to the writer, I think, you know, we're not going to resolve properly, I think that this thing is not going to end well. Let's rewrite it. This is what I think. Now, that's why you know I asked you that question. How often, as a writer, are you on screen to see your work being executed? I think it is important. In the, it may not necessarily for instance. I mean, if it depends on how much, um, how much, how much interest or how much, how much is at stake for the writer and what the nature of the contract is or what the nature of the agreement is. Like for instance, some producers will purchase screenplay and pay the writer off and that's it there are a lot of writers for hire sometimes like I said you know you could go into some sort of partnership or agreement with the writer and the writer is also invested now I think that sort of helps the project because if the writer is on ground he's really thinking I I spoke about The Godfather that um, tight relationship between Mario Puzo and and Francis Ford Coppola and you know it really worked you know we had to look at at how I mean it's, it's not a surprise that The Godfather is one of the greatest Hollywood films ever made. It's it's a reference point. It's a reference film. It's taught in in, in film school. It's a a really, really powerful film. Now, clearly, we can see the seeds of excellence and how the writer and the director work seamlessly together. Now, I think that writers, I think, for me, should stay close to the material, stay close to the project, stay close to the director and say, okay, you know what, let's see, okay, so, okay, this, this is a screenplay, but... Areas where the director feels we can make it better if we do it like this. I feel that in projects like that, you know, when you genuinely have an interest to make the story better. Because at the end of the day, you know, um, I'll give you an example. You know, it's not really about calling out the writer if people feel a film is bad, especially around the character development. It, people will say, oh, the story, oh, this film was great. It looked wonderful cinematography, but, but the story was whack now they never really say the writer or the, they say the story now in crafting the story the screenwriter has written the screenplay but if you imagine a scenario where the director and the, and, and, and and the screenwriter have great energy and they work together they can further refine the story mm. because at the end mm. of the day i mean it's mm. you not know, like I mean, you go on imdb okay who wrote x you okay for, for those of us who are film geeks and you know film boss you want to just you just want to know because you want to know but the average joe mm. doesn't really care, you know, in effect for people who have really deep, I would assume that the, the, all the folks here, all our good folks here, you know, love film and they would like to know, for the sake of knowing, because it's something, we love And we love cinema. But for the people watching, how mm, I, I, I many people know the writer of Godfather? They don't care, but they love the film. You know, all they remember is Marlon Brando as the Godfather. They remember, you know, um, 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 you know all the characters in, in, in Godfather, you know, that kind of thing. But, they don't know they don't know who they don't know who Francis Ford Coppola is? No, they don't know who Marino they don't know, but they know some people don't know that David Cameron directed Tamil Two, but they love Adolf Swachiniga. You know, they love mm. so they, yeah, you know, I'll be back. That's what you, know, you but so the point is, it is only when something is not great that you start to see details, you start to see problems start to see oh okay do you know that the boom like was even showing in that shot do you know but when the story is great nobody remember oh man that film man yeah oh, man yeah. there must have been there could have been technical issues right and that's why I like to demystify storytelling for people. I tell people something yeah people are hooked on endless scrolling on tiktok and on instagram and a lot of those things were not shot with ari alexas with imax cameras with panavision they were shot with iphones and Androids. people are immersed in the storytelling that is the magic of filmmaking people will watch crap 4x3 with pixels as long as it makes them laugh and it makes them feel it anyway they will relate to it I mean, all the skits that we want, oh, Jesu, whoa, all that, all that stuff, those things are short with phones, man. But it's interesting. It's interesting. I and mean, it, it can last for a minute or, boy, you are immersed. So, my point is, you don't need, you see, at the end of the day, we should not forget that the whole essence of this thing we call filmmaking and cinema is about storytelling. The beginning, mm. the middle. And you watch, you watch you watch, Sabinus, you watch all of all the people who do
0: all of all this great stuff, you know,
2: fun stuff. In that,
0: Macaroni. You
2: have a, Mr. Macaroni, yeah, I mean, you, know, you guys know all of them. There's a beginning, there's a middle, there's an end. There is an, there is a, there is there is a there is a finite, well-defined blueprint of the story that is etched in your memory. That is what film is about. So it's not about having million but billion dollar sets and at the end of the day, it's all convoluted. You're like, oh my God, okay. Ah, what happened, though? I, I don't understand, though You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, the story, the story, the story, the story. The screenwriter has written this story. He thinks is fantastic. But he meets a director and the director has a vision. They come together and they can refine the story and make it great so that the audience has a great experience. So yeah.
0: All right. Thank you very much. Uh, I really, really, really said a lot and I really, really liked a lot. Um, I want to bring um, in someone now uh, who wants to uh, make a contribution or ask a question. Uh, Mr. Buddy Smart.
3: <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> yeah. Good evening. First thing first, um, I should say, Obina, thank you very much. I think um, you're yeah, one of the few people I've actually met that have been keenly really objective to a large extent on writer-director um, discourse. To a large extent, you always tilt to... It's easy to have this conversation with people and you can say, this person, a writer, this person, a director. And so when you meet someone who actually creates a good balance you're like oh now this is a film buff He's being as objective as possible um, so um, once again good evening, everybody done nice work man Dega, nice work you guys are doing amazing okay so where I want to come in I've had this discourse well but there's something that we all keep overlooking. And I think that's one of the biggest problems in Nollywood. And it is called the pre production stage. We undermine that stage too much and we subject it to reiki, location finding, securing buses, and everything. And we do not actually make pre production what it should be. Truth be told, is this discourse that um, Don actually create them um, act and said really seriously why is it that writers and the directors in themselves really just feel they take a story get on set and they want to tell it the way they should it all boils down to the absence of pre-production i am very big dot i think dot is online so don't hear me i'm very very big on script conference it's important i don't know why we hardly do it in nollywood we undermine it a lot but it is important that we pay a lot of attention to script conferences when a writer has written a script it is important that we have a meeting of producer director writer sit down if possible you want to bring in your dop and find it fine but you see those three it's important they sit down and they discuss a story it's important a writer knows it's important a director knows Where is the writer coming from with the story? Why have you created scene 10 like this? Why is scene 20 like this? Why did you put a pen on the table in scene five? Because the truth is this, you see this thing called creativity, it's an independent, independent, um, what do I call it right? What what, 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 What do I use right there? It's an independent thing. Everybody has a room to be creative. And when you are being creative, it's the air. You pick your ideas and ideologies and approaches from the air and then you form something amazing and you believe this will be beautiful. And it's hard for you to regulate the way a director will get on set. I want to tell that story at the end of the day because the director is operating on creativity. So he feels that, no, you know what? I can have a blockbuster when I do this, when I do this, when I do this. Just like you mentioned The Godfather, you said how amazing the director and the writer have a good relationship. That relationship wasn't because the writer picked, the director picked the writer's story and then went to tell it. It's simply because that writer and that director have spent time together discussing the story, analyzing the story, understanding why that story should be what it is. And then the director feels we are somewhere where I can go and tell the story now. And so you see that chemistry with the writer and the director. It's one thing we need to make a culture in Hollywood whereby when a writer writes a story you see these writers my uh, sorry to say i can't sound like this because i'm married to a writer con producer so (laughs) (laughs) so i understand i know there are times where i tell my wife just practically tells me i think i need to leave the house for today so she comes back in the night she goes she needs to enter a god mode to get a fantastic story out it is not easy creating a masterpiece These guys enter a different realm just to find those aura and those ideas and those feelings and those creativity out. And so it kills them when a writer, when a director just picks a story and feels, uh, okay, so I think at this junction, I don't want the guy to jump. I want him to crawl inside. And the writer is like, you don't get it. There's a reason I want him to jump. Why are you making me feel stupid? So, and all these things can be easily... Ironed out when you have a script conference. I directed a movie last year, it's not out yet. And when I did everything, I told the producer and I said, I would love to have a script conference. And was like, We don't to do that thing for Nollywood now. They don't give you script now, just edit waiting where I did go shoot. I said, Please. I said okay so we had a meeting with the writer and when we got there i told the writer i said i've read your story fantastic this is what i feel about it but what is your emotion what's your motive what's your intention why are we here and he told me and i said oh now i'm getting it better i said but if you wouldn't mind don't you feel if we do this here do this here? you're like oh director that's a nice idea you know if we do that there do this here i didn't think in that direction okay let's get this let's get, this. Let's get it let's get it and when it was time to direct and shoot the the director didn't come on set but the director the writer felt in that space of he's telling a story that we finally arrived at and i can see that this is why this is this so when the movie finally comes out i can say oh he told me why we are actually doing this on this end and that's why the story is like this so i personally feel that when it comes to this thing it is important that we prioritize pre-production very well I, I, I was watching um what's it called um I, I think um, most people on the my L cassette group would see when I came back and I was talking so much about brotherhood and after I finished you know you know the beautiful thing about being married to a film person is that you guys operate on a level of your discussion is so sweet especially when you know what I watch with her and when we are done we talk like see it's a film class. What do you feel? And then we we'll now see that we'll be looking at end credits. We're looking at crew members. We're looking at oh my, we'll do that lighting. Man, did you see that? Oh my, we'll do that. And that's so sweet about being married. I'm not saying you should go and leave your wife and marry a few persons. I'm just saying, you. Oh. Yeah, that's what I enjoy. Hey, you. We'll, we'll find we'll few
0: we'll Thank you very much. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Thank you very so, much.
3: Let me just round up. Let me just round up quickly. Let me just round okay. up quickly. So, um, in a nutshell, like I said, it's. The moment we find that balance of di- director writers always talking before going into shoots, I think this discourse of who is superior, who is not superior can easily be ironed out. And better still, a writer feels a sense of belonging to a project at the end of the day. Because you see, this discourse, it doesn't always come out of, oh, how does the writer. It always comes out of writer- writers feeling marginalized to what they see at the end of the day. So when we Prioritize this um, pre-production process properly. We would have better relationship within writers and directors.
0: Mm. yeah! Thank you very much, Vani. In fact, I was, if I, I think you've even answered the question that I was gonna ask, and that was, um, you know, how we can actually solve. The, the issue, the old beef you know, itself, like the old writers, directors, you know. And I think this is something that is really major. And, you know, what you said last, that writers not be, you know, feeling marginalized, they don't feel like they are a part of the project. And really, when, when, when we know what we go through, in fact, to bring out these ideas, to put it on paper. And then someone just picks that just runs with it, and just like, what's going on? You know, so yeah, I think I, I thank you very much, baby. thank you very much. Uh, I, I don't know if anybody else wants to give a contribution. Um, we're rounding up um, very soon, and uh, please, if you're not uh, following us, you guys can, uh, you know, tweet, comment. What you know what he think and if you have any contributions we we'll just make you speaker quickly so that we can wrap. i think the discussion has been really great um do we have any um okay someone's request uh, ellen wants to contribute Ellen, uh, you can go.
1: Okay, the reason I decided to take part in this is because I believe that Nigerian directors have taken screenwriters for granted for far too long. And quite frankly, I am sick of it. I'll tell you why I said that. Um, Well, directors should always collaborate with screenwriters, no question. And I agree with what someone said earlier about having a round table because... uh, Well, sit down, I think that's the word he used, because it's really important that you understand why a screenwriter wrote something the way they did, because you never know what it's for. It could be symbolism, especially. And if it doesn't connect, if the director has another idea, it may all go haywire. Um, Screenwriters and directors, they have different jobs, let's get that um, straight, but at the same time they have to collaborate and um, when I write my own scripts, I always use, well you know, some people they say that if you're a screenwriter, it's not your job to give directions when it comes to transitions or um, how to use the camera, I disagree because several Nigerian directors have missed several opportunities to use their cameras to tell a story. It's not just the dialogue that tells the story. It's also the camera. But several Nigerian directors don't realize this, and it's a shame. For example, whenever I write, I always um, use symbolism. There's a reason I use a certain color There's a a reason they're in a certain place. There's a reason I use these uh, sort of flowers. Even the names, they might have some sort of symbolism behind it. But when a director comes into my work and then ruins it because he has his own vision, it ruins the whole story. And people just don't get it when they watch it. And for the record, I haven't really um, put out anything there, but I live in hope. And um, yes, um, another thing is directors should always explain why the next uh, scene requires a certain transition. And also um, because some of the transitions don't work, but uh, and <laughs> and they should discuss it and compromise. And another thing is directors have cheated. I'm, I'm probably talking off topic here, but I'm going to say it anyway. Directors and producers, producers, they have cheated various writers of their work. For example, there's this screenwriter, aspiring screenwriter, she wrote a story, wrote the dialogue and everything, and then she pitched it to a director, and the director said, okay, I'm going to produce this and direct it, but um, it's going to take some time. Here's half of your screenwriter's money, and I'll get back to you. But this uh, the writer didn't hear anything for about two years, and then all of a sudden she saw her story in the cinema. Different name, different screenwriter credit. It was terrible. Why would the why would the why would they director do that to an aspiring uh, screenwriter? It's just terrible. And I know this has been said before, but I'll say it again. Some directors they ruin scripts to give themselves. A writer's credit there um okay sometimes they see that a script is good and i'm saying this because this is uh, based on what i've read a director would see a script that's good and then they take the original writer's name off the credits put their own name and then they bring in characters or scenes that have nothing to do with the story i don't know if you've seen this movie called bling legotians Um, There was a character in that story who wanted to be um, a producer. Well, she was a writer and she took her script to a producer. The producer said, oh good, this is a good story, but we need some comedy characters. Sometimes these comedy characters don't add anything to the story. I remember that producer was saying, we need comedy because Nigerians need to laugh. I'm sorry, but when I see these characters that have af- absolutely nothing to do with the story, I don't feel like laughing. I feel like wringing their necks. And also, there's this other screenwriter from years ago. She wrote a story called, or rather, she wrote a script called My Cruss, and it was a good story, but they took her name out of the credits, and they just said Story By. And then they wrote her name underneath. I'm sorry, but if you wrote the story, whether the director changed it or not, you're still the screenwriter. Look at all these award ceremonies. Have you ever seen an award for best story? I don't think so. And um, that's something that uh, really annoys me. We have contests like the Nollywood Screenwriters Contest that took part, that took place last year. But we need more. We need. We need more opportunities for screenwriters to get their work uh, out there. We really do. And, uh, But I've got to say, sometimes it's not the director's fault, it's the writer's mm. fault, the screenwriter's fault. I've already spoken about too many um, comed- com- uh, comedy characters that have nothing to do with the story. And there's also, um, let's see now, Sometimes there are too many characters in a story and you just ask yourself whose perspective is this from like the Glamour Girls movie, the one that came out last year. There were too many characters and uh, some of the stories were or even the characters were not fully developed. I think it would have worked better as um, a series, but as uh, as a movie, no, it just didn't work. And sometimes there's no connection between the characters, you know. All the characters should revolve around one character, or at least revolve around each other. The story should link, the characters should link. But sometimes you just see something that's... You see too many stories, too many movies in one movie, and it's ridiculous. The director does his best to produce it, or rather direct it, the, the best way he can. But it's just difficult if you're um, producing something or rather directing something that has too many stories, like Glamour Girls of last year. It was beautifully shot and everything. The costumes were great, locations were on point, but the story, no. So um, I guess that's what I've got to say. Something right. has to be done. Yeah, thank yeah.
0: you. All right, thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much for your... You, you really said a lot. I I, I just wanted to ask uh, Mr Obina if he had like some kind of response to you know she said a lot of things that <laughs> I do not even know where to start from. This space was becoming hot for me. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: no, no. I, I, I think that no, I, I think I, I I think I think she's spoken really well and you know, brought to, brought to light some of the issues that we're very familiar with. You know, I don't think anything she said was really you know, I think we could all relate to it. And, you know, and there's something she said, you know, something that really struck me. And She said, look, you know, some directors don't even know that the camera can actually tell a story without actually, you know, the, how you move the camera around the scene can actually tell a story. The truth is, unfortunately, I'm going to say, we don't really have a lot of directors that have depth. That's the truth. You know, and um, it 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 shows in you know, a lot of all the stuff that we create in Hollywood because... You know, um, why is it that, you know, it's always, you know, there's always, so you have you have these projects that are really expensive, you have great cinematography, great production value, you know, you can tell that you know, spent some money doing production design and all that stuff then, but you can't, you, there's something not quite right with the directing, you, you know that, you know, this director could have pushed these actors to get more, to, you know, to do more, they could have, you know, you know, and I, it, it tells, you know... So, first of all, you're grappling with a story that is not well... The story that has plot holes. A story that doesn't have great character development. Not great... You know, you do not have great character art. You know, there is no great... You know, there's already a problem with the foundation. You're not a director who is not very, very experienced and he takes that material. And, like like, you know, Mr. Smart said, you know, when you don't have... Um, when you've not done a proper, you know, pre-production process, when it, it hasn't been done properly, and when it's completely even missing from the value chain, you're gonna have this, you're gonna have a disaster. It's not gonna work out because at the end of the day, you haven't done what you're supposed to do properly. It's, you know, tidbits are missing, and there's a lot there's a lot to learn because um, you know there's a, there's a lot to learn on, on both sides, especially on the side of that di- uh, of directors. We have directors who have not. Breathed carry their weight you know they, they, you can see that there's, there's a lot missing from you know from 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 their work and, and, and it, 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 it says that a lot still has to be done you know but then again it all stems from director actor, director, everybody comes together and understanding the material that is in front of them and interpreting properly, you know. And if that, I mean, you know, the Bible says something. the can two or two, two or two or three walk together except they be agreed? You know, we have to come together and agree that this is the story that we're trying to tell. This is our understanding of the material, and this is how we're going to move forward with the story. You know. Um, so yeah, so, so to, to, to a large extent, you know, these things, these things are real. These things are uh, these are realities that we need to checkmate. And I you know it's not just about talking about them. We need to start to do something about it deliberately
0: and intentionally. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, Vincent wants to say something.
4: Okay. Good evening, everyone. Yeah.
0: Can you hear me? Yeah.
4: yeah. Okay. I, I think most of the things has been said already, but just to um. Say it more. Um, one of the problems I think we have is that we see filmmaking as an individual process, but from my experience, what I would say is that filmmaking is a collaborative experience. Even though you're the producer, the director, the screenwriter, everybody has a part to play. I personally see filmmaking as a puzzle that one person started and the rest has to go and figure out how each part works so that it will become beautiful for our end part is the audience that for them to understand we have to put that the story is more important and for who is driving the story is the director and we know that director that his work function goes beyond just the screenwriting the director's name is out there because the director has to talk with um, the producers too has to talk with the music has to make sure that even the art design works too i get i totally understand that screenwriting is very important but i feel like if the director didn't does not pass his message or how he wants to interpret that script even in even story wise if he doesn't pass it on the screen the uh, story doesn't come out in screen properly so um, one of the things I think we should understand is that this conference needs to happen. We need to um, ask filmmakers, as screenwriters. We need to before we take up on any uh, any project, we need to ask what are the process involved. We need to start asking questions so we don't jump into some kind of uh, any kind of project and at the end of the day start complaining. Because we need to go into any project with our eyes open. As a director, you need to ask the um, producer, what are the plans that is going to be done for this um, film? Is it going to have a um, pre-production? And you have need to ask because if your movie does not have a pre-production, you're going to have every problem imaginable. And even you as a screenwriter, you're going to ask, can you talk to the director? That is one thing I do before give any project. I would like to talk to director and say this is where we meet we need to come on this um, um the same we need to see this in the same level and you talk to me what do you want to do and then i tell you what i want to do and we come at the end of the day, everybody's happy the the even uh for cinematography too we we talk and i give an outline of what i how i want to see this uh, what kind of shots i want and then the cinematographer goes and then he does his list. And we meet in the middle. I think if we can start having these talks, we will have a good. Um, our uh, nollywood will be good for us. Thank you.
0: All right. Thank you very much. You so said, yes, uh, let say something. Let me just quickly add something. So we, we saw the woman.
2: We saw the film Woman King, right? I'm sure we all saw it, right? Woman King. Yes, I did. Uh, yeah. Now, yeah. Jimmy Odukoya has been acting nollywood films for actually least for mm-hmm. at least the last five years, right? But mm-hmm. why is it that his performance was different? Who can who, who wants to who wants to take a wild guess? Why was he suddenly? Why is he suddenly look like this big Hollywood actor like who's been doing great?
0: It's <laughs> It's
2: the directing.
0: Yeah, it's the yeah. Why, yeah. He fantastic job. That, is, that. That I'm trying to drive home my point. That is the different mm-hmm. experience you know. Well, versatile director can bring to screenplay. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Dotsu, I think Dotsu will be the last person to speak so that we round off. If you've if, if not um, followed us, please follow um, us on Twitter, on Instagram uh, so that we uh, keep you updated on on our activities. Thank you very much, guys. Um, Dottu, you can go now.
5: Yes, good evening, everyone.
4: Good
0: evening, Dottu. Yeah,
5: so I'm excited that... Um we have I mean we are discussing this tonight and it's such um, a privilege that some of my colleagues at Elka are here so i want to address um, a couple of things first of all when Elin was speaking she was talking about um, the writers cheating writers in terms of taking their stories and um, doing all sort of things she mentioned a lot but the major thing that I want to address in all of that is this I was on a project recently, thank God um, Don, our host here, was on that project as well. Many times in Nigeria, for example, I'm going to another set in another, in about six days. Up till this moment, the script has not landed in my hand. And that's a major problem. I've been on a set before when, where the script got to me two days to the shoot. And thank God for our host, our main host here, that's uh, Benga Deochi. There was a project he called me for some time ago. The producer sent the script, I think a day, to the shoot. Now, the reason why I'm addressing this problem is, I mean, that particular conversation is that it is not usually the problem of the directors. Because sometimes you don't have a choice. For example, when I went to Elka, We have a couple of people here that went to Elka. In my directing class, Daniel Oriari would tell us that make five for them. Make one for yourself. And the reason for that is this. When you want to make your own film, all that you have learned as as a professional filmmaker, put them to use. But when you're making films for Nigerians, like what Elin said about this comical relief, you have to create a character because Nigerians must laugh. I remember when I made my short film recently about a month ago, my co-producer came on board and was writing unnecessary things that would not even help the story one bit. I said somebody came from the UK who does not believe in Nigeria or cultural heritage and all of that and she was trying to create a scene for me at the airport where somebody is trying to snatch her back and I asked how does this help the story? Now sometimes producers will say because we want Nigerians to laugh, direct the story along this line. That's one thing that I want to address that directors are not um, generally at fault. Producers can be blamed for many things that happen. And unfortunately, um, I would also like to say that many directors are not trained. If I had not gone to Elka heavenly life, I would not have called myself a director. Even now, when I have conversations with people, I still tell them that I am a boarding director. I'm trying to be like some directors. I'm trying to improve my vocabulary by learning from all the you know known directors that we have. So that is one thing that I um, want to address. Then the other thing is that when I said make one make five for them and make one for yourself. There is also this issue of directors not even knowing the writer of the story at all like what Ellen said sometimes the name of the writer has been switched for example i'm going to direct a project somebody told me it was the writer and all of that and i asked him okay i want us to make this converse, i mean corrections and all of that i sent back the script to him i asked him what software have you been using to write this whether i can make the modifications on my end and all of that and he said i'll get back to you by the time I got his reply, I saw that it was a forwarded message. He told me that he, like, the person wrote fading, and I'm like, no. This man told me that he is the writer of this story. How come he's forwarding another person's message to me? He got to a time he was asking me to make some changes because, unfortunately, he also happens to be the producer of the project. So what I'm saying is, um, directors are not generally at fault when it comes to this thing then i also want to cite my short film as ebony life as a point of reference i remember that i went to hope a couple of us knew is, the writer of that story and i told her from what what perspective have you written the story what is your vision how do you intend for this story to be told and she told me a couple of things so i believe that um if you have professionals if you're working with professionals some of these issues can be mitigated but if you're working with um, I don't know many untrained Nigerians who are YouTube bloggers I remember the last project we worked on with Don we were trying to make it as creative as possible and the director was telling me because I was the DP of that project he was telling me that Don't calm down this is TV Don you can bear me witness and in my mind I was asking myself, what's the difference? I didn't understand
0: this and actually. The difference. I didn't
3: understand.
5: Does that mean that T V doesn't require you to do quality work? So, um, there is a lot of things. Don was on that set too, you know, when somebody was telling the script supervisor that you don't have to um, that you have to be the clapper at the same time, like like clapper loader. And we were telling him that mm. no. Clapper loader is a second AC. The script supervisor is the script supervisor. That is the problem. It got to a point that the script supervisor on this set did not even know what he was doing because after you have clapped and you are trying to make a move for the clapper, you are not paying attention to the script, the dialogue anymore. So not, the not, asked just, just You know, just
0: say it. I, was the script supervisor. I was I the one that was confused. At, I didn't say that. <laughs>
5: <laughs> a lot of mis- misconception there's a lot of ungrounded personnel in this industry that tell you this is what it is when in fact that is not what it is and that's why as time permits me i always like to join this forum that's this uh, perfume joints. If there are any other ones that you know of, you can hit me up later and let me know. Like, we have to continuously educate ourselves. Um, yeah, it's a privilege. I hope I have made a little bit of sense.
3: Uh, thank you, everyone. And sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping queue. Maybe they would permit me, but um, because Dotun just finished talking, I actually wanted to iron out a couple of things. I probably just iron out a couple of things. Dotun, um, so... Um, I, I clearly understand. Thank God, Dotto and I have worked. Now, Do2 is my very, very good friend, and I understand Do2 very well. Doctor is um, is one of those filmmakers that are very, very, very keen to the books. If if it has to be light, has to be this direction, has to be this direction, because that is what it feels professionalism to the core. But now um, I I need to also, from experience, um, I probably I'm not as experienced as maybe um, Don or um, or Obina, but at least I've got small experience. I'm just a young boy in the industry. So, but I should say that. um, So, uh, sir, please, 15 actually. But like I was saying. Uh (laughs) But like I was saying. So, seriously, thing. Nollywood has come to become a culture, sadly, but it is what it is. So, um, while while we all make Hollywood the template of what we want to achieve, there is what is called the Nollywood film culture. So, Nollywood on its own has actually crafted a culture for himself. Now, I would not deny the fact from years of being in Nollywood that it's sad to say, but Our culture in Nollywood is actually built on mediocrity, it's built on survival. A lot of people, Nollywood was a culture crafted or out of a field system, a field economy, a field government that people needed to do something just to find a meat for their creativity and their sanity. And that is why we have a lot of, I'm not just directors, a lot of film practitioners wouldn't actually study the craft but grew into the craft out of I have been here for years and then they become the professional they became in different fields they find themselves and one thing they fail to always understand is you cannot break the rules if you do not know the rules apparently we have a lot of film practitioners that do not even know the rules and that's why every other day mm-hmm. even when we hear the big names like Ob- obina said something about how and um, no it was helen that said something about a lot of our directors don't understand the fact that the cameras actually is what tells the story guess what they don't know they don't know because all they know all a lot of them actually know is the basic principle what's the basic principle call your shots white shots medium shots, close-ups they don't understand why a close-up is needed for a scene they don't understand why a medium shot is needed or why and so even when they get a writer's even when they get a writer's story that they have to tell the writer's story they do not actually understand that this scene here okay if i take for example right now um you have a scene where a character is actually breaking down seriously and it's a monologue scene and then a camera a director comes in sets his camera and it's taking a wide shot or a medium shot and it doesn't understand the fact that this particular scene is supposed to be a, it's supposed to be a close-up they didn't really understand that this particular scene is supposed to be like a close-up or a zooming close-up into that monologue because the moment you do that it takes you into the home of that dialogue or you know what this is a fight scene in this fight scene i'm using two shots i'm using a medium shot so that I can engross more into the battle. And then I'm using I'm using inserts into the activities, maybe a punch, a kick, a leg. They don't understand these things simply because they didn't actually learn filmmaking. They grew into filmmaking. They had to survive and then they started the work. <laughs> it's sad, but it's what it is. They had to survive, so they started the job. And then it started as a, what's it called now, as a PA and as a PA they made him um, assistant costume then from assistant costume he joined assistant lights. then from assistant light he became camera guy and so it was camera camera all over the place so while he was calling camera all over the place he understood the fact that there's a thing that cameraman always presses so he understands that okay if i press these things i understand the camera so he starts to press those things and they say ah this guy they handle camera well now. you don't know no one ah chibuzo. chibuzo if chibuzo handle camera for you and die so they put chibuzo there chibuzo doesn't even understand the fact that Okay, the moment I handle this camera, I'm supposed to be telling the story with these lenses. So basically, basically, Jesus will just gets there. And the actor now makes it worse, comes on set, and goes, uh, ah, we'll see with the shoot now. Give me wide, give me white, give me wide. We'll tell the wide. Once we tell the wide, we'll go to medium or both of them. Then give me OS OS. You see when they call those jargons it's very sweet to them. Like they feel good. Like, give me OS OS. Then give me wide. And then once. They- I'm so sorry. I'm sounding like this because this is my field, and I know how this thing is. So, at the, at the end of the day, you you feel sad about this. Now, also, um, also, another sad part about it is just like Doctor said is you met a director, and the director said this is for TV. Now, it's actually a language in film. Now, in um, in in the creative space, when it comes to filmmaking or series or everything, now. There's an approach to because of the industry we find ourselves in which is lollywood there's an approach to series there's an approach to shooting for tv there's an approach shooting for movie it's become a culture in Nollywood. now basically the guy who shoots a series believes that there is no time for him to be doing some how do i put it now to be doing some more of okay angry yeah because producer is breathing down with his neck and they have seven days to shoot a 13 episode i don't understand how to, how logical that's supposed to be but they have 13 days to shoot a to shoot a 13 days to shoot um sorry seven days to shoot a 13 episode and the guy's like i did i don't have time this is for series so that is how those things actually emanated from the the things that actually guided those cultures because the truth is now the guy is telling you i borrow jen i borrow camera the amount i'm paying for this thing is crazy Never have to take light. I have to settle like Biru. What these guys are billing me is crazy. There is no... you know the basic thing of all this is this? Nollywood... And I think Obina will agree with me on this. Nollywood does not have a structure. And I think a lot of you here would also agree with me that we do not actually have a structure. Most of our regulatory bodies that we have, as regards writers, directors, actors, are just regulatory bodies to collect money from the government and show that there are some people in charge of these things and then they just do. At best, you come in and you pay as a member. Truth be told is this, how many of you as members have actually, actually earned or gotten jobs from being members of this association? How many people as actually, actors, our Actors Guild of Nigeria, do they actually provide acting jobs for our actors? Do they fight for our actors? Do they have a pay structure for our actors? Our crew members. Do they actually, is there actually a body that represents crew members and tells them that okay you know guys that rent out equipment we need to regulate these prices and then when these things come to play we are beginning to actually have a proper structure because then at that point in time when you are planning as a producer when you are planning you are working with a regulated template of this is what works this is how it is this is how it is a regulated template a lot of times, when we want to approach movie production in Nigeria, we approach it with the abstractness. How far you think say this guy will collect? What do you see, go work. You think say this thing will work. If you approach this one, go work. You think say if you do this one, modern um, somebody they run this one? They only run out for Lagos. There is no structure. So, no matter how much we have this conversation till 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, sadly, so until it is structured it's just like nigeria see nollywood is a microcosm of the federal structure of nigeria in a country where we are already fighting with our own constitution as a country sorry i'm getting political emma benu but in a country where we are getting political we are getting we don't even get ourselves because our constitution itself does not even have itself it is hard for you to now have a structure or an industry like nollywood to now say okay how do we structure these things it's sad but this is where we find ourselves and that's why uh, i was in the same class with So that's why our director then said something like you will do one for yourself you will do for them because guess what that them is real and they exist at the moment you do not do for them hunger will kill you but guess what slow and steady win series you have to also be true to the originality gradually we are getting wiser We're getting yeah. Yeah. we are getting more intelligent mm-hmm. and at that point in time yeah. we are going to start buying into what it is so oh. it is what it is <laughs> it
0: is what it is all right thank you very much buddy almost we are, i think we have to go now because my guys are planting on the bone for
3: fire <laughs> <I have> to...
0: <laughs> um i don't know <laughs> thank you very much guys um this was really really great um just a quick reminder um film joint we we're still accepting short films you can access our site through a link on our on our twitter page or you can go to film Freeway. freeway you know you just check search for the film joint accepting films and the top five films we're going to be premiering the top five films um mid this year mid year and uh you know so you guys can still if you haven't if you haven't and uh thank you very much guys thank you very much mr obina for I don't know, I don't know if you have uh, your closing remark. There's usually some kind of closing remark that we you give you know, you know, I give one motivational quote, give, give us a passport to Maguire quote so that we can hold on to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just want to say Maguire. <laughs> All right, um, I just want to say thanks, guys, for giving
2: me the
0: opportunity. I would like to, you know, uh, share my content, uh,
2: share
0: my, uh, share my uh,
2: everything that I've and um, it, the truth about it is that
0: at the at the core of what we were doing, there is not enough work done. It's
3: not a long way. There's still a lot of problems like that need to solve. You know, a lot of solutions that we need. You need and solutions in law, and it starts
0: from education. If you're a director, you need to better your plan. You know, you need to know exactly what exactly it is that you're doing. The right you can just call a card. Mm. I don't want to you, you know, you're already good mm. at your last word. So work, work, work. Mm. work improve it, learn. All right. So that's what I'll say. You know, if you let us rest, so if you do that, you know, all right, thank you very much for for um having us. Um being that you have anything else to say, so that uh, we just have a great night.
4: Nothing much, just that uh, this um, space will be available on our podcasts. Like our
0: past episode, also available on podcasts. So you can just simply listen to the podcast. available um, on Google, Apple, Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. So each of our spaces are available on our podcasts. So you can always listen. This also will be available on our podcast all right all right all right thank you very much guys and have a great night thank you miss
4: Lovin god bless
0: you thank you vincent thank you buddy thank you ellen thank you doctor thank you dr nina thank you for uh thank you ify thank you um dots i don't know <laughs> thank you Shakara, thank you, Nossu, thank you, Wachuku. All right, have a great night, guys.
1: Okay. Good night.